Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Crowded Booth. We talked about the Braves' offense earlier in the week. Today, we're talking about pitching, specifically the starters. Ralph and I are going to take a look at, you know, what has gotten them here and what has to happen for the Braves to keep up this historic success. On pace for 107 wins, can they keep it up? Pitching is going to be a big reason why. We talk about that today here on The Crowded Booth. How in here and make yourself feel at home. Coming on the crowded booth with Bryce Coon. Hope you're having a fantastic July 4th weekend, wherever you may be. We're posting this on Friday, but if you are driving to the lake, you're driving to wherever you may be going to the beach. Uh, maybe you're going to pick up fireworks. Maybe you're going to get a spiffy new polo like Ralph is sporting right now. Um, we appreciate you for listening. If you're listening or watching, whatever you're doing, if you're listening on audio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure to like, subscribe, follow the podcast right there. And then if you're also on YouTube, we're, the road to 2K is, uh, is is getting closer. We're getting closer. We had a great live show last night with Georgia Tech fans, and we're going to continue to post some good Braves content. Thank you so much for liking the video we had earlier this week on the offense. And Ralph, we hope for a similar result here on this video today. Ralph Leary, Bryce Kuhn here. Also, if you're listening on the radio, we appreciate you as well. The Braves, Ralph, have spent most of the first half of the season with a guy without two of coming into the season, the two top guys in the rotation, it felt like. Uh, you know, everyone kind of felt like Charlie Morton was going to be slotted in that third spot. You probably could have said, obviously, that Spencer Strider was going to be one of the top guys, but after Kyle Wright won as many games as he did, and then Max Fried does what Max Fried does, being an ace of the mm-hmm. staff. You really didn't have your two top guys, and they sit themselves with the best record in, the, in baseball. Uh, one of the best teams, obviously, that we've seen over the past couple of years. We talked about big reason why is the offense. But today we're talking about starting pitching, and they've done all of this without it. And we're, how we're going to do this, we're going to run through the guys that have been starting, you know, your Striders, your Mortons. The, one of the biggest surprises, Bryce Elder, and a big reason they've had a lot of success but we're also going to continue to look at some of the other options. A.J. smith Shaver, who has been, you know, I would say fairly decent for a guy that hasn't had a lot of professional pitching experience. Uh, we're going to look at Mike Soroka, who gets the start tonight against Miami, which, side note, Ralph, if I'd have told you back in February that a June series into July uh, against Miami would be maybe primetime, must-watch TV, you'd have said, oh, my gosh, they're battling it out for fourth and fifth place in the National League East. But right. let's talk about this. Ralph, the pitching, you've got some of the stats. Let's start off with Spencer Strider right here. Strider, you know, the early part of June wasn't pleasant for him. And you heard a lot of different conversations. Snickers said this as well. It's a guy that is really kind of going to the first rough patch of his career. And it was bound to happen at some point. Look, every starter has, you know, that little patch, that little season, we should say, of where they struggle. But, man, after that start against Philadelphia where he obviously was making the hitters uncomfortable, uh, continuing to pitch really well, I love to see what Strider's doing. I know you got some of the stats, but I think that the concerns necessarily we may have had earlier in the month of June, kind of a distant memory. Like, I'm not really worried about those anymore. Right, and you said it perfectly. I think when, you know, him being so young, I mean, he's, what, only, what, 24, I think, maybe? He's 24, 25. I mean, he's around – yeah, he's around yeah, that age. He's, he's extremely young, so having these early worries now, it's okay to, to, to deal with it now. So get him out of the way. Um, and no one's perfect throughout the year. I mean, Kyle Wright, I mean, the last 
four years, but except, except for last year, we thought that he was just a bust of a draft pick. And then mm. now we're looking at this guy who had 21 wins last year. So, you know, everyone figures it out, I think. You know, and Strider, he's a, he's a quick learner, kind of a different guy, so he has different ways to do things. And so you let him do those things, it's going to work out. I have his stats from June here. He's he's pitched in five games. He's a 4-0 record, though, still. Mm-hmm. Um, 5.46 ERA. So that was probably from the first two starts in June where he got roughed up a little bit, but still got the win. Uh, he's allowed 17 earned runs and then allowed seven home runs, 10 walks, but still 40 strikeouts, which is we know is, is, is capable of him. It's probably eight to nine strikeouts every outing he's out there. So yeah. for him, really, and I know this is not something he can do tomorrow or something he can do, he can do today, he's got to develop another pitch. I mean, I know that the 101-mile-hour fastballs are cool and all, but – there, there, there are people playing baseball who hit those frequently every single day. They want to see that fastball, that high inside, high inside fastball. You got to develop in their pitch, and I think that's what they're working on him with. I don't know what they would, what they would give him to work on, but something's got to be a little different, you know. Yeah, and I think you know, obviously, we've seen uh, some glimpses of a changeup. I think you know, if he's out there throwing that slider slash curve that he throws along with a power fastball, and he can mix in a changeup. Um, you know that's 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 good. Like at least you got to feel like you got to have three pitches, maybe to take the next step. But you mentioned the month of June. I got it right here. He started off a start against the Diamondbacks. He went six innings, gave up three hits, two runs earned, uh, four walks. Little uncharacteristic. That was kind of his uh, high for about a two month span. Uh, mm-hmm. Seven punch outs, which was uncharacteristically low actually for what he had been doing the past couple starts. He had nine, eleven, and twelve the last three starts before that. He hit the rough spot we talked about in a span of a week. It was a start against the Mets, four innings, eight hits, eight earned runs, uh, two home runs, two walks, eight strikeouts still. The Tigers start, I know a lot of people were really concerned with that one, five innings, seven hits, five runs, all of those earned, three home runs given up, uh, including one to one of the goats of baseball, at least of our childhood, Miguel Cabrera. You know, you can't, it's Miguel Cabrera. Um, but but where he turned it around, and I think this is, you mentioned the age, the worries, the concerns to see a guy just kind of rein it in, especially in what felt like a big game at the time against the Phillies, six innings, eight hits given up, but he spread them out. Uh, one run earned, uh, no walks and nine punch outs. Like that's the strider we've used to seeing. And then obviously the season, the series they just came off of against the twins, seven innings, three hits, one run earned. It was a home run. one solo shot, uh, two walks and 10 punch outs. So that's kind of getting back to being that guy that really has had to be kind of the ace uh, in the sense mm-hmm. of carrying this pitching staff. Now, that's not a knock against Bryce Elder, who we're going to talk about, who I think is uh, most deserving of an all-star spot uh, in Bryce Elder, just to what he's been able to do. But Spencer Strider has been a guy that they've obviously wanted to go to. I like what you talked about with the, you know, the third pitch. There's been a big argument, you know. If you have less than three pitches, most of the times they're going to throw you in the bullpen. And I think Strider, right. listen. I think he would be a dominant closer. Like, oh, yeah. he would be unbelievable. But the ability to, you know, how much he takes care of his body, how much he uh, is worried about, you know, the biomechanics, of all these types of things, allows him to be a starter. And if he really loves that changeup, you're talking about a guy that could be the best pitcher in baseball, like, for a while. Uh, that dominant. Uh, let's move on to Charlie Morton. And Charlie Morton, Ralph, has been a case on the Braves' Facebook spaces, which – Shout out to the person that commented in the last part. He said Facebook's still a thing. It is, and we <laughs> we use it for the show. Um, Charlie Morton Ralph has been a guy that's kind of been, I don't know, 
he's been loved and hated like at different times in this fan base. And, and kind of want to get your thoughts on him because I think the expectations for Charlie Morton at this spot in his career are exactly what they need to be. And he's fulfilling that. Like he's not going to be an ace, but man, when you got him slotted potentially into three or four spot in rotation, he's a pretty, pretty dang good guy to have in that role. Well, I'll say this though. And I think, and I completely agree with that. Ever since I think beginning of May, every start he's pitched in has gone 90, 92 plus pitches every time. Now, He's getting the fifth or sixth innings with us, and so his pitch count is getting higher and higher every time he gets out there. But you know that's what on that's on pace for him is usually he'll throw a lot of pitches, walk some people, but he's getting those that sixth inning through. He's he's, he's trying to get through that sixth inning or that fifth inning. He's not trying to get pulled in the fourth inning. You go back to the Cincinnati game when he was in the fourth inning with eighty something pitches, and Braves had like a one run lead, so they snit threw him out there. And that fifth inning, arguably, arguably, was probably the best inning he had the whole entire game. I think he struck out the side in that fifth inning and, you know, got to 103 pitches and he pulled him. I mean, that was his best mm-hmm. inning. Morton's had a rough year in the last year and a half, but, you know, we're not expecting him to go out there and show what he did back in 2019, 2018 with the Astros when they won the World Series. So, you know – if you're putting him in the three and four hole, like you said, you know, when Max Free and Kyle Wright get back, probably the four hole, you know, you, you still get a reliable pitcher who can go out there and still have some of the best stuff in baseball. And he can still throw 96 to 98 miles an hour at his age. I mean, I think Ryan Sicker said it best about him and Jesse Chavez, both is, is for what y'all are doing at 39 is the most remarkable thing in baseball right now. Yeah, and look, for people who are into like spin rates and what he's able to do, uh, it's a big reason. It's it's ridiculous. You mentioned the starts. the In the span since – we'll still go back to May 1st. That's a big enough sample size, essentially two months' worth of sample size. He's only had one start go under five innings, and it was against the Mets. It was on June the 7th. But like you mentioned, this, this is a line that I think people just need to be okay with with where he's at in his career and, and what he's providing, which I think is more than enough for what you signed him for. Uh, look, at Cincinnati, which was a fun series to watch if you're just a baseball fan, ton of young talent. He goes five innings. He allows seven hits, three runs all earned, um, seven punch outs and three walks. But this is the thing. Like, if he's a guy, Ralph, that sits in, and you mentioned the four spot, and I'm sitting here thinking, let's just say that Max Freed and Kyle Wright come back. I expect, you know, at least a guy like Max Freed to come back and be, you know, close to himself, especially ramping up before the postseason. Mm-hmm. You're probably slotting Morton down into more of the five spot. If you're telling me that Charlie Morton is your number five starter and he's <laughs> given up on average, I mean, his ERA is sitting at 3.81 right now. Um, you know, he's given up, he's seven and six on the year, 1.48 whip. Like, that's a, Teams would kill for that, and it's not to mention too, which I think goes gets lost on so many people, is the locker room presence he provides. Like he's well respected by these guys. He genuinely like I don't think, I think this too. And Ralph, this may be we may have the take the red and blue and white lenses off. Uh, this we may be looking at this a little bit jaded, but I think at his age, you know how much he's talked about how his family gets to be around him. If he wasn't playing for the Braves, I think he would have already retired. Like, I think that it's a unique situation he's talked so much about. That's just kind of what I take away from that. But, uh, you know, listen, you you hit the nail on the head. Charlie Morton, I think, is exactly what the Atlanta Braves need him to be under the current setup. Asking him to elevate any more, 
I think we could see it. Uh, like he's a guy, Ralph, that could go out there in a game four, game three of an NLCS and pitch a gym. Like he's one of those guys. You remember? Okay, we're going to throw it back here for the Braves fans that were four before twenty seventeen. Do you remember when the Atlanta? Well, I guess this was around the same twenty seventeen. I don't remember exactly when this was. I think it might have been thirteen. Do you remember when the Braves made one of their final runs before they blew it up? Okay, and they played the Dodgers. Obviously, a lot of people remember Kimbrel sitting in the dugout, David Carpenter, Juan Uribe hitting the home run. But do you remember who started that one of those games? It was Freddie Garcia. Yes. Freddie Garcia okay. started one of those games for the Braves. And the hope was is that he had one more gym left in the tank against yeah, a loaded Dodgers. One more hoorah. I don't think of Charlie Morton that same sense of like, does he have enough left in the tank? But he's definitely a guy that I think, listen, we saw it in the 2021 run. If there's a game seven, I mean, I love Max Freed, loves guys, but Charlie Morton with his big game experience and the knowledge he can pass on to guys, I, I think is huge. Kind of what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, like you said, like um, you know, in that game seven situation, you, you want the guy who's like just kind of just steal, you know, you don't want anyone kind of mm-hmm. nervous out there. You're not on third strider, probably game seven. Honestly, there's yeah. no, there's no knock to him. He hasn't been in that situation. I, I'm probably with you on free the free pitch that game six. I'm I'm fine with it, and, and Morton goes to game seven. Fine with that because that's a guy who's been in the situation. He's gonna give it his all. That's that's yeah. one thing I've never worried about. Charlie Morton is him not giving a hundred percent every outing he goes because you look at his last games that like we were talking about a minute ago. He, he his worst start was against the Mets. He also had a seven inning, a seven inning outing against the Diamondbacks in Arizona where he gave up six hits and three runs. Yeah, and struck out struck nine. Out nine. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he has the ability to go seven, eight innings, maybe. I mean, no, there are not many people who go in eight innings anymore anyway. I mean, pitch counts are getting higher, hitters are better, baseball's different. Um, you're not gonna get perfect games every outing. I'm, I'm sorry, no pitcher is perfect every time. This isn't MLB the show or Road to Road to Show. No, not Road to like, Glory. It, even show. you know, you watch all of these baseball podcasts and stuff talk about the Domingo Yerman perfect game the other day and how. Random is. I mean, your mom's last what four starts? We talked about this the other day. Were horrible. Oh, horrible he starts. Putrid, putrid. So, so for him to go out there and throw a perfect game, it's just unlikely. I mean, you wouldn't have put. I tell you, there's no one in the world who would have put said your mom's going to throw a perfect game tonight against Oakland Athletics tonight. No, I wouldn't have even said he would throw eight innings probably. So, for people who get who get angry about Morton and how he's just not perfect anymore. I mean, he's going to go out there and he's going to give his 100%, 100% every time. He gets mad when he gets taken out early. He hates it. You can see his frustration every time he goes out there and has a bad, bad outing. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. And uh, when you said your mom, it sounded like you talked about your mom. And so that was just funny. I just heard that. It was hilarious. Uh, but one of the guys, Ralph, we mentioned the presence in the locker room. And I think one of the guys that has probably benefited one of the most from having Charlie Morton is Bryce Elder. Uh, this yeah. is a guy, Ralph, that at times – we go back to last year. Uh, remember, his, I think his debut was against the Padres in San Diego. And he yeah, he wasn't – he walked a lot of guys. Like, he didn't – it wasn't – you were like, oh, my gosh, this kid's overmatched. He obviously some of the nerves. He comes back, Ralph, and I believe he pitched the clinching game for Atlanta to clinch the NL East in Miami after they had swept New York. So he pitched really well down the stretch. Uh, he had an outing against the Nationals and the Marlins in 2022 that really kind of, I think, were a big confidence boost, kind of a launching pad into the season. Where Ralph, as of, and I, I gotta, find, I gotta get the updated, but as of um, 
his last start, which was against the Twins on the 27th, which was, what, two days, three days ago? Um, he's sitting with a 2.44 ERA, which is one of the tops in the National League, if not the best. I don't have that right in front of me. I know that before this start, he had the top ERA in the National League. But when you see his velocity and what he's able to do commanding the strike zone, how he's hitting his spots, um, I love the mentality of this kid. I mean, I think that he is an aggressive pitcher in the sense that he's going to attack the strike zone. He understands the quality of the defense that Atlanta has behind him and what's a really good defense. He's not afraid to let those guys work. You know, but this was kind of one of the things that Bryce Harper actually said. Um, and this was when the Braves played against the Phillies, I believe it was a week from yesterday. So last Thursday, they played in Philadelphia. And um, Elder Elder started, and he went seven innings, three hits, shutout ball, two walks, six strikeouts. And at that time, he was leading the National League in ERA with 2.40. It's gone up since then, 2.44. But this is what Bryce Harper said. Here's the quote. I think he's got good stuff, and I feel like he's going to be a really good pitcher. If the Braves get into the postseason, kind of funny, but (laughs) the Braves get into the postseason – He's going to be really good for them. And I think just mm-hmm. because he has no heartbeat. When he was out there pitching us, as you could just tell, he had that steel look in his eyes, much like what you talked about with Charlie Morton. He's very slow out there, and he knows what he's doing. So kind of your thoughts on Bryce Elder, probably the biggest surprise for me uh, in this on this pitching staff, in this rotation, but how key has it been in the absence of other guys to have a guy out there that's saying, hey, I'll go out there and uh, I'll have nerves of steel and uh, let's go win some ball games." So, one of my favorite stats, and I was watching something on Twitter the other day about Bryce Elder. So, in 2022, in all his starts he had, which he, he had 10 starts, which he has 16 this year so, so far, he had he allowed 77 ground balls. This year, so in six more starts, he is now at 153 ground balls forced. He's one of the best players in baseball, pitchers in baseball, that allow ground balls, that forces ground balls. That's what he's great at. He's not going to strike out 12 every game. He's yeah. on force, majority ground outs, double plays, fly balls. That's just what he's good at. He doesn't need elite stuff to where he's leading the, the, leading the major leagues in strikeouts. That's what Strider's really good at doing. Mm-hmm. But Bryce Sellers going to make this team – he's going to wear them out you know, physically, just make them ground out every at-bat. He's going to grind out at-bats too. So he may have a seven to eight pitch at-bat every once in a while. But eventually he's going to get that guy to ground out. I mean, that's just what he's really good at. And I think, like what you said about Bryce Harper said, he has steel. I think he's listening to Charlie Morton more than anybody else in baseball. He he listens to what he has to say because that guy knows he's been there, he's done it, yeah. and then he did it again in 21. So, for this guy to, to be this young, this talented, I mean, he's only 24. You know, he's still very young. He's going to figure out way more stuff than he already knows now. He's going to get a lot more, you know, I think him being the number, what, number two guy right now in the rotation probably? I'd say, yeah, flip-flop two and three, yeah. Right. And be this young and doing this stuff right now with this with this talent of a team, you don't need much stuff. You don't need mm-hmm. the strikeouts. Give us six innings. The bullpen will back him up. The, the lineup's going to back him up eventually. So, yeah, I mean, Elder just does exactly what he needs to do. He, he's he's going to, and like I said, I think what Bryce Harper says is true. In the postseason, it's going to be great because 
he'll, he'll probably go eight innings in a, in a postseason game. He'll, he'll have some crazy out. start. Yeah. Yeah. And, he'll, and he'll like you said, so many ground outs. That's what and like you said, it's at. early contact. It's not. It's like he's going to have the occasional seven to eight pitch at bat, but whereas Strider may take six or seven pitches to strike out a guy, Elder is forcing action two, three, four pitches into an at bat, which, like you said, allows him to go further. Hey, before we uh, we talk about anything else, um, I, I just want to say, Ralph, that I'm kind of hungry. Cook's Place began serving our signature hot dogs in 1985 from a cart on Broadway. We still serve the best hot dogs and scrambled dogs in town at the corner of Moon and Miller Road and at the landings. Our friendly staff won't let you leave hungry. Come in and eat to the beat with our 50s jukebox. Cook's Place, fast service, great people, awesome food. What are you waiting for? Well, Ralph was just flexing his lunch in the background. I'm an hour behind, so I haven't quite gotten there quite yet. Um, just past the 11 o'clock hour. It's okay. It was just a case of Dia. Just a case of Dia. Just to pass the 11 o'clock hour over here in uh, in Louisiana. Ralph, I'm going to give you four names, okay? And so we talked about the guys that have been big in production. I and mean, we've gone in depth on those guys. But when you look at the four names I'm going to give you, we don't really need to go super in depth. But – What's a guy that I that you think they're going to have to count on the most down the stretch? And we're going to get to the freed and right talk, but well, let's let's talk about that right now. Uh, you know, whatever the Braves decide to do, I think that Freed's health could influence whatever happens. Obviously, there's a big hope that they're going to be getting him, um, and it's he hasn't been cleared to face live hitters yet. Mm-hmm. But you know, you would like to get him in between the end of the all-star break in August one. Like if you could get that, that gives him enough time to get enough starts, get ramped up for the postseason. So if he can return during the second half of July, um, you know, Kyle Wright, I think the most optimistic thing I've seen, and Mark Bowman put this Braves beat writer, they're hoping the second half of August, but there's no guarantee, obviously that those guys can return to what they were doing. Uh, I think that obviously like we said, Freed has a better shot at it because he's got a little more, I'll call it the runway. He's got a little more runway to take off for the postseason. So if there's four names, I had three originally, Ralph. We had to add a fourth this week because who knows? And you know who that fourth probably is. I'm going to give you f- four names. You tell me the two most likely to make an impact in your opinion. Jared Schuster, A.J. smith Shaver, Michael Soroka, who's going tonight against Miami, and Colby Allard, who was really impressive against the Twins. Ralph, out of those four guys, maybe one, maybe you have two that you think they're really going to be counted on Um and if, if Reed and Wright aren't 100% and ready to go? I'm going to go with Colby Allard for one. Uh, I thought his start against Minnesota was terrific. I thought we saw what, you know, was possible for a, you know, great fifth guy in the rotation, if mm-hmm. not long relief guy. You know, if if, yeah. starter, if said starter can't go, you know, more than two or three innings and you put Allard in there, let him go. I mean, you, you eat bullpen innings for that, for the bullpen. So, I think I really like him, and then I'm gonna say AJ Smith Shaver. I thought I saw a lot yeah. of like prize out of him coming out of the you know, out of the bullpen early, and then you know if we have have a bullpen game, throw him out there. I mean he's great. I thought he was good. He's young. He's 20 years old. He <laughs> he's got a great arm. I thought he's got some good uh, good all speed pitches. He's gonna he's just gonna need more you know time in time out there. You know he's only had what three appearances I think. Something like that, yeah. So, Something I mean, like I, I like what he can do down the road for this team. I think calling him up early was not a mistake. I think some people said it was a mistake bringing him up, bringing him in. 
I thought his outing against Arizona was very promising, though. But Allard, he's been in the league for a while. I mean, people don't, people don't, people don't realize how long he's been in the league, I guess, now. Um, but he's 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 got he's got good stuff. I thought what I saw what I saw on what Wednesday, and the, the replay because I didn't get to watch the game. Um, it was really good. I, I like what yeah. Allard has. I mean, if if Kyle Wright and Max Free cannot get back to what they are by the time they get returned, then Colby Allard needs to be there. I think he needs to be in that rotation and given a chance to start again. And you know, he's going to start what next week against the Guardians. I said against the Guardians. Yeah, against Cleveland. Yeah. So that will be a great, you know, another another transform we'll go against two American League teams back to back. I mean, good, you know, but this is this is this is what I think. I, I really like Allard. I really like uh, Smith Shaver. No, not the Soroka. I really hope to see him do really well tonight because this is kind of like the, hey man, we've been waiting for this. You gotta you gotta show up eventually, right? Mm-hmm. So. Well, here's an interesting stat on Soroka. Obviously, we hope he does well from a sense of the feel-good story. Like you want this, this is also guy. his first home start since 2019, by the way, or 2020, I guess. But really, because he started against Oakland and then it was still on the road, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's done well down in AAA, Ralph. It's been a little bit different. He's allowed one run or fewer while completing at least six innings in each of his last three AAA starts. So that's that's encouraging, I think, for Soroka to be able to do just that. Um. I like what you said about Colby Allard. You know, they got him in the offseason back from Texas for the remains of Jake Odorizzi. And um, I believe, and Ralph, you can double-check me, that we traded him for Chris Martin back in 18 or 19. But I believe that. You know, I remember sitting, and I'll tell a little story, and shout-out to our good friend of the program, good friend of the show, Josh Brown. I was sitting at a Rome Braves game in 2016, and for those that don't know, they were named minor league, um, minor league team of the year. It was a loaded minor league team. Uh, Ozzy was there. Um, Austin Riley came up towards the end for a couple of games. He was still a little ways away. But the pitching rotation was Soroka, Allard, Tuki Toussaint, and Max Freed. And Freed actually got elevated towards the end of that season. Uh, he didn't play the entire season in Rome, but they ended up winning the South Atlanta League Championship. It was a loaded roster. And everything from Colby Allers, remember, this is a high school guy. Like, this is a guy that was drafted at a high school. Uh, he had some elbow issues. But, man, we saw, like what you said, and I watched the game, his stuff plays. Like, he's got that big looping curveball that came in, comes in at, like, 71 miles an hour. Ralph, you and I play the show. We can't hit Greg Maddox when he throws that, like, 70-mile-per-hour curveball. <laughs> not saying that he's the equivalent of Greg Maddox. I'm saying that plays. Now, Minnesota was a re- is really bad against left-handed pitching. I'm interested to see what he does against Cleveland. I'm interested to see what the next couple starts. But like you said, he's definitely earned the right to stick with a big league club. So I like your assessment there of Colby Allard. I'm going to take where you didn't go, but I'm going to take it in a different way. I'm going to talk about why I don't think that Jared Schuster is going to be a guy that they're going to be able to consistently rely on as the postseason push. Look, he's worked in, uh, since rejoining rotation in May, he has worked into the sixth inning in five of seven starts. That is an encouraging sign. But, Ralph, I don't know how much you look, his whiff rate, uh, how much he's missing barrels. He's not doing it too often enough. And that's something that concerns me, especially when you get into – postseason play which is better offenses higher leverage situations uh, so I is the inability to consistently miss bats uh, that just gives me question and pause for the long-term value of what he can provide do I still think that he's a part of the race plans of course 
but he's got to kind of figure that out and know him better to do that in AAA. Um, I like your assessment, AJ Smith Shaver. Won't go back over that. Um, and then to kind of finish it out with Soroka as we kind of wrap up today's show, I like what Soroka brings to the table. Would it not be awesome to see him just dial it up and become just dominant down the stretch? That'd be great. But it's got to start tonight in Miami, uh, or tonight in Atlanta against Miami because he's got to prove himself and he's aware of that. Look, the feel good story is great, but you, this is a team that's trying to win now and it's no knock against what Soroka's doing. And I would already say this. He's no longer trying to come back like he has. Like he, the fact that he even got back up on a mound at the AAA level, like wherever it was, he, the comeback is complete. Now it's all about, I think, where, and this is just my opinion, you're really going to know what you have in Michael Soroka in 2024. So that's where I sit in the sense of because this year was about getting back, you know, getting the nerves out. We talked about, you know, the emotions and all that kind of stuff. But man, I think in 2024, you're going to be able to really get a look at it. But I like what you said about Shaver. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to stick with you in this. I'm going to go AJ Smith. Shaver is going to be the guy. And I think one of Kyle Wright or Max Freed is going to be hundred percent. I don't know if, and I, I'm going to go Max Freed. So, and we know, look, you don't have to have five pitchers in the rotation. You could have a long relief guy. So it could be Allard or Smith. Braves had what? Three in 2021. It feels like they've had like two Morton starters Freed every single postseason and, run. Was it Morton Freed and uh, who was our starter? I guess right here. Um, oh, I'm blanking, dude. I'm bad. That's bad. I don't even know. Morton started game one. Max Free started game Ian Anderson. Oh, Ian Anderson, who's obviously down with Tommy John. So, yeah, so. but crazy. you know, you, you don't need five elite pitchers. You need two or three to go out there and give you seven innings, and then you know, back up your bullpen. You go from there. You go from there. He is Ralph Leary. My name is Bryce Good. We talked about the Braves pitching staff. Where are they trending heading into the month of July? We appreciate you so much for listening, so much for watching the crowded booth here on a fine Friday. Hope you have a fantastic July 4th weekend. We'll catch you next time. Pile in here and make yourself feel at home. The crowded booth is coming on. Crowded Booth with Bryce Coons.